in the Bible, his way, his path, the way of righteousness. We can give it a thousand terms that the Bible uses, but it's up here. And my experience with so many people, especially in this church, is that in their relationship with God, they feel like the lyrics of that song. Um, Imagine for a minute that he's not singing about some boy or some girl, but he's singing about God. And let me read some of these lyrics to you, and you tell me if you resonate. God, I'm tired of being what you want me to be, feeling so faithless, lost under the surface. I don't know what you're expecting of me, put under the pressure of walking in your shoes. Every step that I take is another mistake to you. I've become so numb, I can't feel you there. Become so tired, so much more aware. By becoming this, all I want to do is become more like me and be less like you. And the irony of those lyrics and that sentiment is you can see this 
call of Jesus where he says, come to me all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I I like that passage. That passage brings a, a, a breath of fresh air but for many I meet, I've become so numb, I can't feel you there, become so tired, so much more aware. Seems to be more of the sentiment people have these days in a relationship with God. Now, Psalm 1 talks about this path, the importance of it, the significance of it, and, and truly how it overshadows everything else. I encourage you not to think of Psalm 1 as the first chapter of a book, but instead as the intro to a book. You ever read a book and they have chapter 1, 2, 3, 4, but there's always that intro in the beginning, right? Think of Psalm 1 as that intro. And what does an intro to a book do? It casts an arc. It sets a trajectory and a direction that every single chapters, chapter 1 and 2 and 3 and 4, are meant to be read through. So what Psalm 1 does for the entire book of Psalms, for all these songs that we've read from Psalm 22 to 91 to 46 to 137, all these different voices, all these different prayers, all these different ways of looking at God, it sets a tone of how those Psalms are supposed to be understood and read. We've been memorizing Psalm 1 these past several weeks together. Maybe you've been on that path or maybe you tried and became so numb and decided that you'd rather be more like me and less like you, right? Um, You can turn to it if you need to or if it's churning in your mind. Just hear the words. Blessed is the man or blessed is the one who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers. So blessed is the one who doesn't do that stuff, right? Who doesn't go the way of sinful people, wicked people, scoffing people. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, the the, the Torah of Yahweh. And on his law, on his Torah, he meditates day and night. Whatever he does prospers. Not so the wicked. The psalm says they're like chaff. You know what chaff is? You ever drive out west of here during harvest season and the combines are out and there's that dust in the air. It just blows. It evaporates like mist. Not so the wicked. They're like chaff. They blow away. They blow away. They're gone. They're forgotten. Unlike the righteous who are like a tree, planted by streams of water, bearing fruit, yielding fruit in season, right? Whose leaf does not wither. What do you want to be? A tree? An oak planted by water, yielding fruit with leaves that don't wither or chaff. This is what Psalm 1 gets at. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment. 
nor sit in the seat in the assembly of the righteous. Because it says the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. What Psalm 1 sets up is this idea that there are two paths. One that it calls the law of the Lord, but better understood, the way of God. Not just a bunch of do's and don'ts, but God's insight, God's teaching, God's pattern, God's way, God's just essence of life. There is the way of the Lord, and then there is the other way. And these are the two roads available, the psalm says. The two roads available and which road you choose determines everything between life and death, hope and despair, strength and prosperity versus chaff-likeness, evanescence, misfutility. That those who choose the way of the Lord find that prosperity and that strength and that hope, but those who do not are like chaff, whose way comes to ruin. And Psalm 1 begins by setting out these two roads, that these two roads, these two options, should be forever on our mind in every relation with God that we have, in every song and prayer that the Psalms will sing. But... If I can repeat the issue again, I'm tired of being what you want me to be, feeling so faithless, lost under the surface. Every step that I take is just another mistake to you. I've become so numb. I can't feel you there, become so tired, so much more aware. By becoming this, all I want to do is be more like me and be less like you. I don't need your hand, but do you resonate? There's a song by Pink Floyd called Comfortably Numb. I turned to look, but it was gone. The child is grown. The dream is gone. I have become comfortably numb. Jesus will say this, enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it, but small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life. And only a few find it. There's a, in early Let's call it a church manual. It's, it's an early church manual, first century A.D., early, not, not part of the biblical text, but one that archaeologists found where, where people were trying to teach their pagan neighbors, their pagan culture, what does it mean to be Christian. It's called the Didache. Here's how it opens. There are two ways, one of life and one of death. And there is a great difference between these two ways. All of these just alternate expressions, aren't they, of Psalm 1? The road of life versus death, hope versus despair, prosperity versus futility, the way of God, the other way that goes somewhere. And this is what Psalm 1 seems to say. 
This just matter-of-fact statement, there's these two roads, and if you're not careful, it can leave you with this sense of, oh, okay, well, that's just the way it is. But the important thing with, with these psalms and with the Bible in general is not only talking about what it says, but what it does. And let me unpack that for a moment. These texts, these prayers, they say something, but by saying them, I mean, is, is God just journaling? Is he just going, I had some thoughts today and I, and I wanted to put them down? Or is he meaning to affect something? By stating something, is he meaning for those words to actually do something? What is Psalm 1 supposed to do? Because at one level, it's a, it's a truism, a set of facts at a statement. But at another level, it's some kind of call to action or reflection as well. There's a, a video that I want to show you today that I think captures it. Um, it's another Johnny Cash. Um, it's three in a row, but Johnny Cash is the man, so um, we can understand that. To me, it just so resonates, not only through his own life, but through my life and the reflection and in discussions with others as well, of, of the place that I think Psalm 1 is meant to bring us to. So take a look. I hurt myself today To see if I still feel I focus on the pain The only thing that's real The needle tears a hole the old familiar sting Try to kill it all away But I remember everything What have I become? My sweetest friend Everyone I know Goes away in the end, and you could have it all. My empire of dirt, I will let you down. I will make you hurt. I wear this crown of thorns Upon my liar's chair Full of broken thoughts I cannot repair Beneath the stains of time The feelings 
disappear You are someone else I am still right here What have I become My sweetest friend Everyone I know Goes away In the end And you could have it all My empire of dirt I will let you down Fascinating. That song is actually a, a remake. Originally, a, a, a Nine Inch Nails, a Trent Reznor song. And if you YouTube it or just listen to it sometime and it's an original, there's this sense of futility. Even in the discordant melodies that he uses, that he weaves into the song, of coming to this realization that despite my wealth, despite my fame, despite all the trappings that it brings, I am on a path of destruction, a path of futility, and a path of pain. And it's fascinating that in listening to that original, it just kind of leaves you there nihilistically, Without alternative, I am on this path, and there I am destined to remain. But I'm curious for you, as you listen to Johnny Cash's rendition, and the words are the same, though the melody and scope is different, what kind of emotional reaction did it give you? What, 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 where did it take you is really the question I want to ask you here today because I know that when I listened to this song the first time and then again and again and again in preparing this for today, there was something in it that built. There was something in it that the deeper in I got in intensity grew and built both in terms of brokenness, but with the hint in seed of something beyond. That there is a place of absolute brokenness, but a place where I am not destined to remain. Some people can read Psalm 1 and simply say, I am not on that path. I am not on that path This means death, despair, and futility. But there are other people who could read Psalm 1 and go, I am not on that path. Dear Jesus, save me. I am not on that path. 
Dear Jesus, rescue me. I am not on that path. Dear Jesus, renew me. Because that's what this psalm is. It's a psalm of renewal. It's more than just stating the facts. It is a call to something. It is a call to repentance and renewal to say there are two paths and I am not on the former, dear God, that I would be. In this reading of the Psalms is meant to echo over all of them. From Psalm 22 of crying out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? To Psalm 46 of crying out, God is my refuge and strength. To Psalm 137 of saying, by the rivers of Babylon I wept. All of them with these two paths, with an idea immersed within it. God, renew me to your path, to your way. Psalm 1 is this. It is a cry of renewal. It is a cry for those who are not on the path of righteousness. To a God who forgives and restores and allows us to go on that path again. How did the song end? If I could start again, a million miles away, I would keep myself. I would find a way. The invitation of Jesus is you can start again. There is a way. From the outset, of this series that we began the middle of last January. My hope has been that as we came into contact with these weird songs and these strange prayers known as the Psalms, that somehow we could capture the emotion of them. That we could remember they were something that was sung from the heart of people and not just theological missiles printed on a page. That somehow we could capture the soul and in capturing the soul of them, hear more clearly what God has to say. There's one final song that we're going to close with today. And after that, the band will come up and will commune. It is very different tone than the Johnny Cash song, but to me captures Psalm 1 in a very different way. As you listen to this, maybe it resonates with your soul. And if it does, know that Jesus has invited you who are weary and burdened of a path that seems unattainable and untraversable to find access to that path in him. If so, maybe these words, this cry, which reflects Psalm 1, reflects you. God bless.
You who are weary and burdened, you who are numb, you who are dead, you who are cold inside, come to me and I will give you life. I will give you renewal. I will give you rest. Take my way upon you and learn from me. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, broke it, gave it to his disciples and said, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Afterwards, he took a cup. After the supper. And he gave it to them. And he said, drink of this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant shed for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. Come, do this in remembrance of me. Welcome to the way of Jesus. Welcome to life.